Lee, welcome to Boss. Hi, Allie. I'm so excited to be with you at Boss. I'm so excited for what you're doing and how many Boss recordings I've watched. Thank you for watching. Boss is my amazing executive interview series on LinkedIn. I interview my incredible network to help others learn, network, and pay it forward. Plus, Boss is now officially a podcast. Listen, tell your friends. Lee Rollins is a live event producer, uh, global live events, focusing on strategy, focusing on attaining those goals, and team builder, leader of huge global productions across the world. Yeah. And what is your current title? I work for an organization called Global Citizen. The mission is to end extreme poverty. And I'm the global head of broadcast and original content. So it's been a crazy, almost four years at this point. Such a rewarding organization. Love what you're doing. But how did we meet? Oh my goodness. Well, we met at VH1. You were working with news. And I guess my earliest memory, besides many encounters in meetings, was sitting with you in the middle of the night somewhere, I think, in Santa Monica. And I was working all night to put together a live broadcast with you. It traces it back to my roots and to your roots of being, you know, interested in in what's happening and what's going on. Yeah. I mean, we and you made and, and produced so many incredible events there. We worked together on everything from VH1 Divas to Hip Hop Honors. While at VH1, we created quite a few franchises, whether that's Hip Hop Honors, that metal show for VH1 Classic, whether that was recreating Divas, recreating the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, taking the Critics' Choice Movie Awards. We did the Do Something Awards, pro-social events and broadcasts that were really something I thoroughly enjoyed. The first one, when I first came to VH1, which was Concert for New York, which was, of course, right after a terrible time. And we created this show that uh, sort of lives in infamy because of some of the quotes from the firefighters and the people involved. That was one of the best pro-social things I've ever done. And it went on where we kept doing things like that over time, you know, whether it was Katrina or something for Sandy, MTV and VH1 always, you know, leaned into the good. I credit you for a lot of my career trajectory and growth at VH1 too, because when I started, I was building, running, monetizing VH1 News and working with you to bring in those sponsorships and then was able to relatively easily, well, it's never easy, but make the transition from the production side to the business, the integrated marketing, the ad sales side. How did you get to where you are? Finding that um, magic sentence of your life is hard because I've had so many different experiences. I don't mean to date myself, but I was delving into my past a little because when I was super young, the first production I ever worked on was the group Wham. I don't know if anybody remembers Wham, but uh, George Michael Wham. And they went to China and I was involved in that. And I just had to do a podcast talking about my experience with that and realizing, number one, how young I was at the time, but also how much it connected to where I am today. In the sense, the Global Citizen, as a global organization, we do shows. We just finished an incredible show called Power Our Planet, that took place in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower on the Champs de Mars. But that connection between music and entertainment and also opening up global territories and speaking to people internationally 
was at the very base of what I started doing without knowing. I mean, I literally knew nothing at the very, 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 very beginning of my career. I started there and my sense of adventure, you know, for me, production is teams and I love working with people. I love growing people to, you know, the point of what we just talked about with you. I love seeing people grow. I love sort of putting together the best people to make something. And I love to see it being made, which is not everybody likes that. Um, I found, I thought everybody would like it, but you know, I was the person on the film set that would love just sitting there watching what was going on and seeing, you know, what went in front of the camera and then to take it and to see it really grow and reach an audience and then reach a global audience and carry a message is really, really fun. Did you have any mentors? Were there people who you saw kind of oh doing? Oh my God, so many, so many bad mentors too. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that bad mentors are just as good as good mentors in the sense that you realize, well, I don't ever want to do it this way, or I don't ever want to be that person, or I'm better than that person. It kind of validates a lot of things, but I've had incredible mentors, a lot of, of men in my you know era, quote unquote, um, a lot of men in charge who were fantastic to me, really, really fantastic to me, promoted me, believed in me and, and really taught me how to be who I was um, or who I am. And then, you know, some key, key women that were pivotal, especially as we got to Viacom, people like Judy McGrath and Christina Norman that were just spectacular. I have a question. When you're in a bad mentorship experience, how do you know? What does that look like or how do you get out of it? Well, I think, you know, I think, you know, if you don't feel you're being sort of supported for you, validated, um, listened to, feeling a little bit, um, you know, pushed aside at times. I think, you know, there's a lot of ways to counter that, but it's it can be pretty tricky and, and tough. And you really need then your network of peers to sort of validate, oh, no, I am okay. This is not me. This is the person I report to or the person that that person reports to. And it's not a good environment. Sometimes there's valuable lessons. I don't think we should ever put ourselves through that too long, but sometimes there's some very valuable lessons. No one should be stuck in any position that doesn't make them feel good, validated, et cetera, for very long. Or the ability to learn and grow, right? I feel like all those things are are important. Thinking about the media landscape right now, and there's been a lot of changes over the last few years. What are those trends that you're personally seeing across the landscape? I mean, it's a massive question. And, you know, we're dealing right now, of course, with a huge strike, the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strike. I still think there's tremendous opportunity in creating content. There's so many different ways. And to your point, you know, seeing boss develop, you can do it so easily. Technology has really given you an opportunity and it takes a lot of work to reach an audience, but you can put out something every day on Insta or on TikTok and start your own little network, which is incredible. But at the same time, the big companies still are around. Um, They still have jobs. A lot of them are really good companies, but going through massive changes, there's a massive reset, but change uh, creates opportunity, I always believe. I think for a young person, it's taking a chance on possibly an opportunity you might not have thought was an opportunity originally, but it might develop into something sort of incredible um, because content is coming out of everywhere. 
certainly everybody's trying to figure out AI, which mm-hmm. I think is a lot of talk at this point. I mean, it's a it's a tool, but how are we going to harness that tool? And so a trend would be, hey, you're going to learn how to use that and you're going to be not replaced, but actually guiding it. I still think people love watching stories. Lee, are you ready for the lightning round? What does the future of work or just work look like to you? I think much more fluid, where you're working, how you're working, how many hours you're working in a row. What's one piece of advice that you would give to your kids? Be curious. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Pay attention to what's in front of the camera. One thing you'll commit to do in the rest of 2023 to help pay it forward. Oh, meet with, you know, people, young people, especially looking for jobs and, you know, try to give them my best shot at advice. What do you want to be known for over the next six to 12 months? Putting together successful events and broadcasts that really make it. Who should I have on my interview list next for boss? Oh, well, I think you should have all our Viacom girlfriends. You know, Christina Norman, Judy would be amazing. Judy McGrath. I think it'd be great to get someone like Lindy Yaccarino. Anything you want to share on Global Citizens next events? I think I saw there's a big event happening in New York soon. Well, we're about to enter into our, you know, Global Citizen Festival. It'll be the 11th year. Really what we're focusing on is ending extreme poverty through environment, hunger, really standing up for women and girls and making a a difference globally and shifting governments to make commitments towards that. We care about the world. We can't do it alone. We have uh, Megan Thee Stallion. We have Ms. Lauren Hill. We have the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's the very beginning. But, you know, the Central Park event, 60,000 people on the Great Lawn is pretty spectacular. I love that. Lee, finally, anything else that you want to say or share with me to close out this amazing LinkedIn boss and podcast? No, just to say thank you, Ali. You're incredible in your enthusiasm and so proud of you as your friend and maybe having been a mentor. But I just hope this just keeps growing because it's such a great series. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening. Tell your friends five stars. Put a review if you can. Um, And let me know what else everyone wants to hear. I want to make this really, really valuable for the audience. So keep those comments and feedback coming. And until next time, bye.